Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the newly renamed Alt-Rock Podcast, the artist formerly known as the 90s Rock Podcast. And just to confuse everyone further, we are doing a 90s Rock episode today. So, Mike, my longtime guest, welcome back to the show. You can call it whatever you want. It can be the 90s Rock Podcast. It can be the Alt-Rock Podcast. There's no rules here. Well, I'm happy to have you back, Mike, because uh, as far as top podcasts for last year, uh, the number one ranked podcast that we had was the one you were on, where we counted down the top five one-hit wonders. So <laughs> the, we one thought where I, the one where I made, where I just clearly didn't understand what we were talking about. And you know, four out of your five were definitely one-hit wonders. You definitely made uh, a few people angry by picking better than Ezra. Yeah, uh, number and one. I immediately, to my credit, I immediately recognized my error. That wasn't good enough for the internet, Mike. <laughs> well, what, what could possibly be? They, they had pitchfork <laughs> pitchforks coming out for you. It was it was bound to happen. I would have thought I would have got kicked off of Twitter by now, but apparently uh, that just can't happen. It, I, if I was ever going to rile the internet into a pitchfork wielding mob, I'm glad I did it on uh, your podcast. So hopefully we can do that again, because I'm really excited about this episode. I mean, I'm always excited about the episodes because I'm picking the topic. But in this case, uh, you know, we decided, well, let's do the top 90s rock ballads. And man, first instinct, I'm like, you know, like two songs popped out right away. And I'm like, this is going to be really easy. And then as soon as I started doing research, let me tell you, I have 11 honorable mentions. That's, so I really have a, I really have prepared a top 16 that number feels low for you. Yeah. But not only, so we all agree, everyone listening probably agrees, 90s, great time for music. But man, this reminded me of, you know, when you came home from the bars at like 2 or 3 a.m. back in the day, and there, there was always like those infomercial type ads, and they're always selling the like a double are you, are you CD talking about pack. The, yeah. the buzz box? Yeah, yeah. This is like a buzz box episode. Oh my God. But there's just no shortage of like of power ballads by rock bands in this era. And the more I got into it, the more, just the more songs I had, more artists. Yeah. What, what was your experience like picking them out? So I view music, I, I connect it to like feeling and like times in my life, like when I heard these songs for the first time, right? So a lot of these songs, I, you know, would have been a teenager, you know, adolescent, all the chaos that goes with that, and you know, high school, you know, chemistry tests. Oh, this girl doesn't like me. Like, you know, all of that stuff coalesces in, you know, your music. And so I just really went, my top five were all connected to various moments in my life. And uh, I can't wait to see what, what we come up with together. Yeah. I, the, the reason we make a good pairing, Mike, is because when we did top five, one hit wonders, I thought for sure it was just going to be, the same, almost the exact same list. And as you kept going through your top five, I'm like, these are not any of my top five. So there's two on here, my top two that I'm like, I, I think everyone would have these, but I'm excited to get into it. I would be it. shocked if we don't have at least one overlap. Yeah. There's one, well, there's one for sure. I, if we, if it's not an overlap, we might just have to cancel but the pod. That's what I was saying with the one hit wonders. <laughs> So how, here's how I want to do it. I have so many honorable mentions and I, I want to get to them and just do like a super lightning round. 
Sure. But I don't want to do that up front. I think we should get into our top fives. And then before we reveal number one, we mention the songs that didn't quite make the cut. Sure. Does that work? That's okay. fine. All right. So let's start with number five. As the guest of honor, Mike, why don't you start us off? Uh, my number five was Lightning Crashes by Live. This is a song I considered. It did not make my top five and did not, I did not give it an honorable mention, but I definitely listened to it. Yeah. But t- take us away. What, what do you so like about this, this song? Like, this is a song I heard for the first time at a friend's house and it just, it was so, so unique for the time. Like it had like a slow start and it builds to a crescendo in the middle and then it never takes its foot off the gas. So does it push the boundary of ballad? Sure. But it's also a rock and roll song for if you're of the era is almost instantly recognizable. Have you seen the video? I, yes. I just want to point it out. Uh, the singer's name is Ed Kowalczyk, but he had, I think it was only popular for like the three months that the song was on the radio, but he had a completely bald head and then like a rat tail. Uh, <laughs> hair extension and back even for the even for questionable hair of the 90s that is a bold choice yeah i thought it was incredible you really have to you really have to like want it to rock that look i i love the era i love everything about it from the album covers to the fashion and to the hair choices that one is is pushing it but it's it's definitely amusing now right i'm I'm glad he did it in retrospect so we have something to talk about that, I but, mean, the, the bald-headed rat-tailed walk so the full hawk could run. I agree. I mean, that song, is a, it's a powerful ballad. Live, for me, is one of those bands, I like to talk about this, that for whatever, it, it checks all the boxes about things I should like. I mean, my favorite bands from this era are Third Eye Blind, Oasis, Counting Crows, Matchbox 20, Everclear. Live just rolls off the tongue with that, but I, I never got into Live. I, I don't know what it is. I it, mean, I heard all those fair, songs on the radio, but uh, light lightning crashes, and there was another one off that off their first album. The name of the song escapes me, but those are really those are like your top two radio hits, and then that's all you needed to listen to. And the rest of the the rest of the album, you know, was just another. 90s rock you know an alt rock song like yeah i think i alone indistinguishable i alone that's it indistinguishable from anything else of the decade and and they had a third one i mean this was a massive album at the time dolphins cry what's the one where the placenta falls to the floor it's lightning crashes is that the one okay yeah because it's about about, to cut this part so we sound really smart (laughs) leave it in warts and everything (laughs) no you're right yep so I will say before we move on to, to my number five, uh, major props because that lyric, just that lyric, lightning crashes and old mother cries, her placenta falls to the floor. Man, that's 90s. That's 90s <laughs> to the core right there. That is, yeah. All right. So I think my number five, five is going to be one that's not on your list would be my guess. But I think you're going to instantly say, oh, yeah, that one. So it's One of Us by Joan Osborne. Wow. I that did not make that did not even enter my internal dialogue. Hey, if God had a name, what would it be? And what would you call it to his face? Man, remember that one? That, do I? God like, is great. God is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what, a, iconic chorus. Yeah. 
That this, was, this song uh, was very, very controversial in the Ebert household. I up. can imagine. Uh, so th- there's nothing really on its face that's controversial about it, other than the fact that it just addresses God or, or talks about God or in the equates, chorus. Equates and was God and man. Yeah, equates yeah. God and man as though there's not a deity relationship. That, yeah. yeah, but I could see where the where the pushback would come from. But on the other hand, like, okay, <laughs> nobody calling on the phone except for the Pope, maybe in Rome. That's got it. That's probably the most. That's probably the one that right got there. your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, iconic chorus. I still remember, for whatever reason, just how that CD looked. It was called Relish, the, mm-hmm. the name of it. I just remember always wanting it, never getting it. Um, yeah, times were different. I didn't, I didn't have as much ex- uh, expendable income. No. And uh, the, the, my ever-present parents would uh, probably uh, make sure that that CD wound up in the, in the trash. Man, of, of, of all the music you could have brought home, like I, like my, my, by comparison, my I was raised by wolves. I couldn't imagine like any piece of music I could bring home that my parents would be like mm, Satan. Yeah. But like so this certainly, was, certainly there not wa- that track. I don't. There even, was I don't one think. song that uh, another song that mentions God, "Counting Blue Cars" by Dishwalla, uh, that did make my honorable mentions. But I just think it's funny that there were two songs, both a little bit controversial because the Dishwalla song t- says tell me all your thoughts on God because I'd really like to meet her. Oh, oh my, God. my gosh. Oh my God. Dude. Yeah. Speaking of, you're speaking of you the deity. You're lucky that you weren't just, you know, smote <laughs> in place. That's a surprise. All right. You're number four. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. That is. Okay. This is, this is on my list and it's number two. So let's, let's address it when we, when we get down okay. to number two. All right. So we did have one. There we go. That yeah. might be our first crossover ever on one of these episodes. But number four for me, okay, another one. I, d- I don't want to say it's out of left field. It's more out of center field. It was a massive hit. But I'm going back to the very beginning of the 90s, the very, very beginning, 1990, and going Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. That one That one escapes me. I don't – if I heard it, I would probably – Well, it's because Temple of the Dog was a super group formed by Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that, that sounds... I believe it might be on the single soundtrack. Yeah. I don't mind stealing bread from the mouth of decadence. I can't feed on the powerless when my cups are already overfilled. Remember that one? No, I, I missed that yeah. one. Well, it's got, it's got Pearl Jam and Soundgarden yeah, <laughs> vocalists I mean, together. So there you go. Yeah. I, I, I suddenly, I suddenly feel underqualified to be here. All right, Mike. So my number four was Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. Big hit from 1990. Your number three. Motorcycle Drive by Third Eye Blind. Wow. This isn't a full-time video podcast, but my mouth is hanging open. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't love that pick more. Obviously, my favorite band of all time, and that is one of the top tracks. What's interesting to me uh, about that pick is that it was never technically a single. But like, if you go to any of the band's shows, it's about the biggest song they play that night. Yeah. If you look at the streaming numbers, other than you know the major singles, it's way up there. I read that you know they wanted to move; they'd been releasing five singles off that album, and then wanted to get to the sophomore follow-up. So they're just like, okay, "Motorcycle Drive-By" could easily be a single. Um, but yeah, I can't it, believe you know, it's, it's time to kind of move on to to the next album cycle. Yeah. But uh, 
not only one of the best ballads, one of the best songs of the nineties. Yeah. It got wore out in my head. Like I just like I, I don't have I don't have the emotional bandwidth yeah. for that. So, like I just can't. Like it's fine. Like if I if I come I don't even think it's on like on my main Spotify playlist that I listen to. Uh but if it come if I come across it, I won't run away from it. But I I cannot it got overplayed. Yeah. Yeah. This is there's not many drawbacks to music in the nineties, but one of them I would say is just how few options we had. So if a, if radio decided like this is the hit, this is the song, this yeah. is what we're playing. Uh, not only was it pl- you could not escape it, you know, we kind of use the word inescapable as a, a with a positive connotation now. Mm-hmm. Like it's an inescapable melody. It was like a literal warning back yeah. in the nineties. Like this song have, is inescapable. It, rock stations, pop stations, adult top forty, they're playing it incessantly. I have an entry on my honorable mentions list that defines inescapable in the nineties. So I'm glad you I'm glad you opened the door to this concept. I, I will say I, I still love this song. I, I know exactly where you're coming from because it came out when I was in high school. And then I just remember freshman year of college, like if a boy owned a, an acoustic guitar, <laughs> there was no question. Like one of the first two songs, they were either going to play like the intro to stairway to heaven, or they were just going to play entire time of your life by green day. I have to say in all, when I was in college, like anytime I was somewhere and like, some dude pulled out a guitar. <laughs> oh, me? This? Yeah. Well, I no, just no ha- one wants. Well, me I to just play. happened to have like, all right, <laughs> to dial it, dial it down a peg. Like I always had, I always wanted to go, like John Belushi in Animal House and smash it against the wall. And you know, sorry, but I, did, you know, I, the reason they did that is it worked. Yeah, you know, that was perhaps there. There is a bit of jealousy in my, <laughs> in my hatred of such a move but i mean i i have to give i have to give green day props back when before this was became overplayed obviously they had come out with you know a massive breakthrough with dookie yeah and then the follow-up insomniac and at the time i just didn't know they were capable of like sure. a soft ballad with strings in the background and not only just a ballad but one that obviously has well, stood like the test I, of time like before it started being like you know, the goodbye song for every, you know, high school graduation, like, Oh, some co-work over oh, breaking a video for someone's last day of work. Like this was always the track mm-hmm. that went over it. And I just got tired of that. But before it became a fatal earworm, it was a great song. Like I, I don't begrudge your choice whatsoever, but I just found my, on my side of the zoom screen, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. All right. What number are we on now, Mike? I two. can't remember. We're on your number two. Yeah. All right. So my number two, uh, call and answer bare naked, bare naked ladies. Now that I was not expecting. Oh, I, um, I am an unapologetic, unrepentant bare naked ladies fan. Um, this was off the stunt album, I believe the yes not one week and it's it's about a relationship like two people like break up but they have to come to find an equilibrium because there's a kid involved and it's it's a excellent breakup song like if you really want to you know drown your sorrow in you know a melody and liquor like you 
can't go wrong with this pick. Um, this will probably not surprise you, but I am a huge Bare Naked Ladies fan. And to, they almost remind me, at least in the public consciousness, a little bit like Third Eye Blind. Whereas if you were just to pull the moms of the U.S. or just like people who listen to music in a grocery store, they would be able to name one week by sure. Bare Naked Ladies. In yep. the same way that generally, if you grew up in the right era, you know... Third Eye Blind is the semi-charm life band, the doot, yep. doot, doot band. But people don't realize like how deep this catalog goes. But my favorite, not to do a complete aside, but hey, why the heck not? No. My favorite Bare Naked Lady song is The Old Apartment, oh, which yep. is a little bit different because I always, I do, even with how deep their catalog is, they are known for being, you know, being witty, um, yep. not over the top, like one week all the time. Yeah. Or even the line about uh, underwear from Pinch Me that people are, are aware of, too. I mean, they have serious songs. Um, sometimes they find amusing or interesting ways to come at them. Mm-hmm. But the old apartment is like straight up great modern rock. You want to talk like Bare Naked Ladies deep cuts? Yeah. Uh, this one of my all time favorite songs that I ever heard them record was uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Yes, love that one. It's haunting. Haunting. It's I probably listen to it twenty five or thirty times a week. And yeah, same thing with, with Brian Wilson. Like it's a kind of a dark, serious song. There's yeah. it it's a little bit silly because, you know, obviously the the Brian Wilson comparison, but um that one kind of takes you on a journey too little too late is mm-hmm. similar to the old apartment, where it's again it's more of a straight ahead. Uh, alt rock song. If, look, if you could do three hours on motorcycle drive by, I could do six to twelve on bare naked ladies. Well, hey, I this was totally unexpected, but yeah, this this could lead to a, a, a future pod on. Uh, we should definitely yeah, right. do bare naked ladies. Kyle, turn on the camera. Write this yeah. down. Yeah. No, I, I thank you for that pick because that's that's so that's so interesting. And now I'm like for sure as soon as we're done, I'm listening to that. Oh, and, and for listeners, um, this, this came as a suggestion from your camp, Mike. I'm going to be putting out a playlist. It'll be called Alt-Rock Podcast uh, Power Ballads, and we'll have that out on Spotify. So if you just plug that into your search bar, you'll be able to listen to all the songs uh, that we talk about on the podcast today. That is product placement. Let's advertising dollars. So my number two, you already mentioned, Mike, it is Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay, that's right. We have to get into this. This is uh, where I land. My first thought when I hear about this song is if you made a mixtape in the 90s and didn't include this, that relationship is not happening any longer. Never never got out of the starting blocks. Exactly. Doomed from the start. What she did is she either fast forwarded or skipped. And if Iris wasn't on there, it was returned. Yeah. Your relationship was returned along with the CD. In pieces. And and she would have been right. Where I start to deviate is it was using that stupid Nicolas Cage. Uh, um, oh, City of Angels. Yeah. Well, it was like, composed for that movie. Oh, was it? Uh, it was, was it a yeah. special order? Yeah. Whoa. That's why it comes so late on the Dizzy Up the Girl CD. It was like because it was on the City of Angels soundtrack. They're like, do we put it on there? They wound up putting it on there. But uh, like the very end of the CD. Oh, I just remember the video having having uh clips from the movie in it and it's just like this is not the nicholas cage vehicle i'm i'm here for for this song i mean he plays an angel and the lyric you're the closest to heaven that i'll ever be and i don't want to go home right now 
Like that is like almost directly from the movie. I have to say, I like it's better not to know that. Sorry for for ruining. Like <laughs> Johnny Resnick was. Sh- I I listened to an entire podcast about the making of this song, so I'm like Encyclopedia Britannica for Iris. But he was shown the movie ahead of time and actually composed the song like for the movie, so the lyrics do relate to it. But that movie has clearly not stood the test of time. It is not ideal. And this song uh, has. It definitely has. I mean, it's over a billion streams on Spotify and came out in 1997. Yeah. Well, and you want, you know, this song was what you were talking about inescapability earlier. This is the best possible version of inescapability. Regular airplay on the radio. Your every awkward high school dance DJ is playing, playing this song, right? Like it was regular rotation on, MTV's, you know, when they show when MTV actually did music. Oh, I have another I, fun I have another fun fact on inescapability. Okay. So there's a there's a couple different ways to measure this. And I'm I'm looking at a couple different sources right now. But depending on who you ask, either this song or Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse was the most played on radio when you added everything up from the nineteen nineties. The like, the Lifehouse thing surprises me. I don't I remember. Think it's it. because it, when a song crosses formats, right? Like some songs only played on rock radio, some only adult top forty, some only pop. Oh, because um, Lifehouse is a Christian rock. Was a Christian rock thing originally, correct? Yeah, I think they were. They did the or thing Christian where they're like, adjacent. "We're Christians in a rock band, but we're not Christian rock." But <laughs> so, uh, so Christian rock adjacent. Mind you, this is not the most week spent at number one. That was One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey, and then followed by Smooth by Santana. But just total spins on the radio. Wow. Iris is either one or two, depending on what source. And this, let's qualify this. This is half-ass internet research. I pulled up Google <laughs> in my browser. So uh, the, don't bring the pitchforks for me. But l- it's safe to say this is one of the most played songs of the 90s. But like you said, I, it's not something I reach for. But I'm also not sick of it. I saw Goo Goo Dolls a couple years ago in concert. Um, so fairly recently. And I mean, it was one of the highlights, even though I've heard the song a million times. You know, it hits you at a moment. You know, it hits you in the moment. It reminds you of, you know, different time, you know, brings you back to a different era in your life. Like this is, I remember this is theoretically being at the roller, did. going to the roller skating rink. And like, this is the song every woman hold hands to. Oh my God. What a nightmare scenario. Oh, I want to want to skate with me. Sure, can I pull you down on top of me and snap those bird ankles? Good God, how is that allowed? But sometimes they'd have to wait for this song to come on to you know put them in the right romantic <laughs> mood. It was just All my right. inability to stop on roller skates. Like once I get going, the law of momentum takes over, and <laughs> God help anyone in my way. All right, so we're we're approaching our number ones, but before we do that, let's do a lightning round of honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, do you have yours listed? Yep. Okay, so you read them off, and I'll give a one sentence or one one word reply with my immediate thought on them. Okay. Let her cry, Hootie the Blowfish. Classic. I don't want to miss a thing, Aerosmith. Never that's liked the, that song. That's the inescape. Look, we couldn't escape it in the nineties. You're not <laughs> going to escape it in the 21st century. That song is coming for us all. I file Aerosmith under live under bands. I should like, and really don't have a reason not to, but just never got into that's red hot chili peppers for me. FYI. 
Where Did You Sleep Last Night from the Nirvana MTV Unplugged album. Okay, great song. And Better Man Pearl Jam. Another classic. Yeah. All right, so my honorable mention list is quite long. Okay. I think we might have the same number one, but let's If not we don't it. have the same number one in our top five, I think we need to end the podcast because clearly we're not. Yeah. We're not on the same page. All right. So, all right. So lightning round. Yeah. You, you might want to take a sip of water before this because okay. you got a lot of songs to get through. Okay. I'm going to do okay. the same thing for you. One, a one sentence reaction. Yeah. Brick by Ben Folds five. Tremendous. Name by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Would not have considered it. That was, I, that one was really close. I, I was even thinking that's like six or seven. I just couldn't justify putting two by the same band in there, but name <laughs> wow. is like almost just as good as Iris for me. All right. Glycerine by Bush. Okay. We definitely don't have the spoiler. We definitely don't have the same number one. Oh my. Okay. The world I know by collective soul. Oh my God. I love it. Bittersweet symphony by the verve. Another, another banger. Do you, do you need to take a breath? Cause we're halfway through. <laughs> Hold on. Let me grab my jug. This made, this was my top uh, one hit wonder, but the freshman by verb pipe. I was a freshman when that song was freshman high school. And that song came out and will always hold a special place in my heart. Uh, you mentioned this band earlier, but it had to include it in honorable mentions under the bridge by chili peppers. Yeah. I can understand. I, I get why people like the word hot chili peppers. They're yep. just lost on me. Yep. Runaway Train, Soul Asylum. That almost made my top five. Like that, that song, the video from that song actually led to kids being kidnapped, victims being found. World shaking. That's how influential music was in this time period. All right, three more. They're all so good they could all be in the top ten. Far Behind by Candlebox. That wow, you're really scraping the the buzz box. That was that led that freaking led every Buzzbox commercial. I swear to God, that's how I learned about Candlebox. God, and Mark McGrath, Mark McGrath must have just made so much money shilling that shilling those CDs at three o'clock in the morning. God, I feel like whatever genius. company that was was like contractually obligated to have one Candlebox song well, on it. I can only, I mean, I can only assume that Candlebox is somehow connected to the mafia, and like that's how that song ended up everywhere all right we had this you had this on your honorable mentions as well let her cry by hootie and the blowfish yeah and last one 1979 by smashing pumpkins i can't believe i overlooked that song that that song got me into smashing pumpkins the video where they're riding around in that uh let's say it's a chevelle or like it's a classic hot rod but or muscle car but yeah they're sliding around in the back seat tremendous so the reason I made a playlist of all these songs, uh, you know, I wish I could say it's for the, for the listeners, but when I made this honorable mention list in the top five, I'm like, I may not listen to anything else for the rest of the year. I'm just going to listen <laughs> a, to this playlist. A, a bold, a bold move inside the first 10 days of the, of 2023. Right. All right. So the same sorry 25 to, songs for 52 weeks. Sorry to take the bloom off your rose, but I'll pretend I forgot. What is your number one? Obviously. This, look, at the end of the day, this is a Bush appreciation podcast. Forty <laughs> percent of the podcasts so far have been about Bush, <laughs> but, which blows my mind. That so, Glycerin by Bush is my number one, and I'm I'm on. I'm tempted to fight you that we have not 
didn't have the same. Well, your number one or my number one didn't even make your honorable mention list. So (laughs) I just can't like it. Glycerin by Bush is the perfect nineties ballad. Everything about it is of the decade. It, It, the sound is universal. Like it is instantly recognizable. I will not hear slander against it. I also think, as you know, as you mentioned, this is a Bush Appreciation Podcast. We've I've done Sixteen Stone, Science of Things. I named uh, their last album the best album of 2022. So we're well covered here. So it's high praise that I also think this is like their best lyrically too. Just yeah. I love. From the opening moment when it's, it must be your skin. I'm sinking in. It's like, I'm in for this ride. Yes. It is like, it's, it, it's poetically on point. I I'm dumbfounded that I need to defend this to you. You don't need to defend. It's on my honorable mention. I'm just, I'm, I'm all, I got, I'm like, I'm all, all this energy all of a sudden. If we were doing a top 10, you know, it's in my top 10. The other, the other cool notes on this song too is I'm, you know, just going through the list, looking at, looking at our lists, uh, for the most part, you know, like a time of your life by Green Day, uh, Hunger Strike, Iris, my number one name. It's always when they slow down, they pull out an acoustic guitar. Yep. And the interesting song that the interesting part about this song is that he kept it electric. Like it is not an acoustic rendition. I mean, there's, it's acoustic in the sense there's no drums, uh, you know, it's just him and the guitar, but it's just, it's always stood out on the radio and still kind of stands out to this day because it's rare to have this kind of tender breakup ballad and it's slow and softer, but like the distortion is really heavy on the guitar and yeah. it's fully electric. And further proving my point, it is the best nineties rock ballad of all the, our definitive list. <laughs> all right. I have one. Uh, my, I think my number one, I think that is the definitive rock ballad of the 1990s. And that song is Wonderwall by Oasis. I knew it. I, I deep down, deep down, I knew Oasis was going to, an Oasis song was going to be your number one. Like I knew, like, I can't believe it's not glycerin, but I knew deep down it was going to be, it was going to be. Hey, I'm song. expanding my horizons. You know, it's not just a Bush podcast. Maybe become a little <laughs> bit more of an Oasis podcast. Well, new year, new, new year, new podcast. Like if, if right. we, I'm more than open to this becoming a, a Gallagher family reunion podcast. I mean, to me, when you came up with or you approached me with this episode idea, I knew Iris and Wonderwall were going to be my top two. Like that is what I, when I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, like I had my top two. I thought it'd be easy. And then all these songs, I'm like, oh my God, what do I choose? Uh, then went back and forth. Some things were in my top five, then moved out, moved back in. But Iris and Wonderwall were always my top two. Wonderwall to me is like the iconic ballad uh, of the decade. I have, n- even though, it, you know, speaking of songs that people play when they pull out their acoustic guitar, I understand like Wonderwall is a meme at this point. But when <laughs> I hear the original recording, it doesn't matter. Like this is the ultimate. I, I'm never really sick of Iris, even though I don't necessarily seek it out a lot, but I'll still like in the car, like, you know what sound good right now? Wonderwall. It is one of the best vocal performances like Liam Gallagher has ever put down to tape. And what's incredible too, is that he was 21 when he recorded that song. 
Which when you're a kid growing up, like that just seems like whatever. Well, might as well, adult, I mean, when you're six, like, when you're, you know, what, 14, 15 years old and someone's 21, they might as well be 40. Right, right. Exactly. And now I'm like, oh my God, it was like almost a kid doing this, but like right. musical rock star prodigy, like to lay down this freaking track. And uh, what's interesting too is like a lot of these bands, a lot of our favorite bands, um, I don't think people, you know, for the most part, uh, for Americans, Oasis is a one album wonder, certainly not mm-hmm. a one hit wonder, but like Champagne Supernova could have been considered for this list and, and Wonderwall. But if you listen to their debut, it's like Brit, Brit punk rock. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, in most of what's the story, Morning Glory, outside of probably Champagne, Wonderwall, and Don't Look Back in Anger, straight ahead rock. They're just a loud rock band for them to take this break and deliver again. I also think probably their best song lyrically, just super iconic and had you know, to be number I, one on my list. I in the in in my in the same way I appreciate in my appreciation for Glycerin, I appreciate you your love for this song where you know so many like leading up to and following this song are just so hard driving rock songs. And then to have like have that break in the middle is you know, it's nice to like have, be able to take a breather, right? You know, you start hearing drums and guitars and like all that stuff, you know, affects your brain and, you know, ramps up your fight or flight uh, response. But then you slow when you just slam the brakes on it in the best way possible and to have this change of pace, like it really, that's, that's a, an experience listening to a full album that I, I don't get a lot, but I enjoy every time I get it. What's been fun for me too, is to see it's like go on TikTok and see like a new generation. I'm thinking primarily of Iris and Wonderwall, like discover these songs for the first time. Oh my God. Like people will be covering, covering those songs and you'll see, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be a gatekeeper and be, cause it's like, they're like 18 years old. There's no reason they would know unless right. they had a crazy ass parent like me, like demanding, like you're, like, like my daughter is going to be listening to what's the story morning glory from the time she's like two <laughs> onwards, you know? Um, but you know, if, if you're just discovering for the first time, I love them like deducing like, Oh yeah, there's this band Oasis that did it. You should check it out. Or you should check out Goo Goo Dolls. And like, it's really there's, fun. It, it's fun. Like knowing that for sure, these songs are, are going to continue on for a long, long time. There's a, uh, someone that pops up. Like I, I love flipping through TikTok. Like it's my, it's my favorite TV show. And this one person that pops up on my for you page occasionally is a teacher, like third, fifth grade, something like that. And for a few minutes on Fridays, we'll play 90 songs. And then she has the kids like write down their reactions on post-its and, and like she'll show the the post-its of what the kids wrote. Absolutely hilarious. Cause it's like broken child handwriting. And it's like, I hate this song. It makes me want to die. Or my dad listens to this. I, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. It's I love their little reviews on Post-it yeah, notes. Yeah, right? yeah, love it. Like that. That in just watching like younger people interact with um, like music of this era. Like I saw some kid. Like this isn't uh, the song isn't of the era, but it fits in with our general narrative. <laughs> some kid listened to. Uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald for the first time. And it blew his mind. <laughs> He's like, what is going on with this? like, what is this was a real thing. And just, it was, it was so fun to watch. And it's, 
one of the few, like one of the things that I like seeing Gen Z discover new things is gives me hope. That, that, should kids, be, that, that should be its right. own channel. Yeah. Well, I've seen, I've seen videos like that, right. Where it's like, you're going to listen to whatever Fall Out boy for the first time. Yeah. And someone puts their headphones on, like watching their reaction is super cool. You know, I'm sure I encourage all our listeners to chime in on the Facebook page and like, what songs did we miss? If we miss some, Hey, it, it's not an insult. There's just so many from this era. There's literally in 10 fact, years, 10 years of songs in <laughs> to fact, listen to. I'm like embarrassed just for myself that probably my most listened to song of December is a big ballad from the 1990s. And I completely forgot to put it on this list and it, it probably make my top 10 and that's a long December by counting crows. I, I, I can't believe I, I'm mad at myself right now. How in the world do I not include that? Yeah, I, I, I listened to that like 50 times this <laughs> last month. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't put that, uh, even have that in my honorable mention. Like I, We've, we've let down the listeners, but again, we had the same, same scenario happen when we did the one hit wonders pod, because oh. I believe when I hit stop recording, I'm like, I didn't talk about little black backpack by stroke nine. I'm almost glad you, I'm almost glad we missed that one for the one hit wonders, because that would have been another me going on three hours of why little black backpack is one of the, the best songs of all time. I absolutely love it. All right, here's what I think we should do for a future upcoming episode. Okay. Hopefully this gets people excited. But you, you saw my reaction to Motorcycle Drive-By? Yeah. So regardless of whether it's a single, regardless of what it is, just like Weezer has a song called Heart Songs, where it's just like the songs that are in your heart. But it, it's that kind of thing. Like, what are the five songs like you're most passionate about and you believe you could just go on for hours? It, it, we may be doing like an endurance podcast where we just podcast for 12 hours at a time but Maybe, that would be interesting that would be we'll have to, very interesting have to, start a, have to start a twitch channel and see if we can like raise money for charity yeah yeah that's a good idea podcast till we drop well this was fun mike um yeah. let's do it again sometime uh again you can check out this playlist on spotify if you just search alt rock podcast power ballads that should pop pop right up and you'll be able to follow it um i'm going to add all mike's picks and my picks will be on there as well. And uh, you may not need anything else to listen to uh, for the rest of the decade because the <laughs> 90s had us covered. And I'll make sure a long December gets in there too. But uh, again, uh, good to have you back, Mike. It's good uh, to be shout back. Out to, shout out to all the listeners from last year, especially our fans in the UK and Colombia. Um, would love to hear from you guys. So drop comments below in the, in the Facebook page and... Mike and I, I'll, I'll be sure to come on there. We'll take the heat for the ones we forgot. Yeah, uh, but this is more of a celebration. Yeah, accountability <laughs> more is of a important. celebration than anything. Yeah. Anyway, accountability so. is an important part of this podcast. Yeah. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. 